Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast, and this week I'm excited to finally be doing a mid-year reset episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Which I mentioned I had been planning and was just kind of trying to wait to be in the right mindset to record this episode but it was a little bit of that and it was also a little bit of figuring out how I wanted to structure the episode because initially I was going to quite literally just go back to my 2023 goals episode outline and go through each goal and sort of talk about where I was at with each goal but I didn't really love the idea of that because it just felt a little redundant and I felt like it would get really long really easily. So I'm going to basically just be reading my journal to you all today. Not really, but kind of. I sat down last night, Friday night, wild Friday night, let me tell you, and just did my mid-year reset in my journal. And I'm going to walk through how I sort of structured this reset in my journal and then kind of play it into the goals that I had going into 2023 what I've achieved and things like that but mostly just sharing the structure of this and then going into detail obviously about each of the things um because it wouldn't really be a mid-year reset if I didn't go into detail about how I'm you know doing my reset but without further ado let's just go ahead and get into the quote goal and gratitude for this week my quote for this week comes from Instagram on the artidote account I randomly found it on my explore page but this quote is so good and it's just such a good way to look at letting go of the past and it says at some point in life we must give up the hope for a better past or actually it's not from that account that account just posted it but it's by Yalom and oh my gosh I love this quote and I don't think I'm somebody that gets so caught up on the past I more so get caught up in the emotions and nostalgia associated with the past I don't ruminate over things happening changing ending per se it's more so of just the things I feel that are associated with things from the past so long story short yes I do ruminate over the past I guess you could say just not not in a way of oh I want to change things or I wish things were different it's just more so of sometimes I can experience a feeling and then I probably dwell on that feeling a little too long and that feeling is something that arose because of something that happened in the past and I just really like this because I think that sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves about things that have already happened and we know subconsciously we cannot change these things right but I think that hope for a better past is such a good way to articulate that feeling of constantly revisiting the same thoughts about something that's happened before and always coming back to them because you keep revisiting them in hopes that you revisiting those thoughts and feelings something's going to change right and even though you know nothing's going to change you just always end up revisiting them with that hope in mind that you know maybe if I keep thinking about this more 
something will change and that's just not how it is so i really really loved this quote and i just thought it was so simple to the point and really just wrapped up that feeling really well of ruminating over feelings from the past or things that happened in the past or maybe you're somebody that really wishes things were different in some way from the past but that's a really great way to sort of get yourself to mentally free yourself from your past is by thinking of that quote and my goal this week is actually tied to my (laughs) full-time job I have one singular goal this week and it is the most important thing that I have to get done this week amongst other things with wedding planning but I have to finish my required learnings for work and I have I didn't put off a lot of them it's just I put off the ones that have freaking exams that are hard to pass and it's so annoying because the they, they changed our learning system and our learning system is now done by the same people who do Becker which Becker is if you have never listened to an episode before and you're just now listening to this hi um I am a CPA at a big four firm so I obviously have taken and passed a CPA exam and the people at my CPA firm that at my CPA firm what am I saying the people at my job or that do the learnings for my job it's which I think all big four do this now I think that they probably had like a deal with all the big four to provide learnings um for continuous education and it's the same people who did the CPA videos that I did when I was studying for the CPA exam through Becker so it's honestly a little traumatizing to hear their voices and have to listen to them for my trainings and a lot of times I'm just putting them on in the background while I'm working and I because of that I have to take the exam multiple times because I'm not like fully there but I just don't have the time in my work day or in my schedule to sit at my computer and do that many learnings but I have to finish them by June 30th or I can't declare a specialization because the firm I'm at we basically have like a rotational program that we go through in tax where you kind of experience different sub service lines of tax and I did a lot of private client services when I first started but now I mainly do global compliance and reporting which is a lot of partnership tax mainly and some provisions so I mainly work on that stuff and in order to basically say hey when I promote to senior in August this is what the stuff that I'm going to be focusing on I have to finish these learnings I've done everything else I just it's just these learnings I have three more I have to do and then I have to pass exams for three so it's not that many but this week's probably going to be a little busy because there is this basically fake deadline of June 30th because everybody is rushing to finish everything right now at work because the firm shuts down for the whole first week of July for the 4th of July and I love that about my company but unfortunately I am now on a client that has that is not based in the U.S. And it is time for our Q2 provision, which means I have to work that whole week, including the 4th of July. So, of course, I don't get that break, but I do get to defer the holiday. So I'm just taking my holiday time later in July instead. It does suck, though, because it's not like I'm going to be out of office for a week at the same time everybody else is not working. So it's things will still be moving while I'm taking my break. Whereas if I was taking my break 4th of July like I did last year then it's like nobody would be working so I wouldn't have to worry about coming back to work if you know what I mean so we love that for me but yeah that's my goal for this week is to get through those learnings because it is like stressing me out and I keep having dreams about work because I need to finish them 
And if I don't finish them, then I can't declare my specialty subservice line. And honestly, I don't know what happens if I don't finish them. I don't know if I don't, if it, it might stop me from getting promoted. I don't really know, probably, but we're not going to let that happen. If I have to freaking stay up all night doing them, then that's what I have to do, but they are getting done. So that's my goal for this week and my gratitude. I'm really thankful for our home. This week we got our bed for our guest room. We have a two bedroom townhouse and our guest room has really just been my office and it hasn't had anywhere for people to stay or we haven't had anywhere for people to stay. So when people have stayed with us, which not that many people have since we've lived here because we moved here in October, we have mainly just, you know, either they've slept on the couch or we've slept on the couch, whatever. And I got, I had some gift cards from through work that you kind of just get it a thank, as a thank you. Um, it's literally nothing crazy. It's kind of ridiculous because it's like basically managers are and above are given an allocation of money that they can allocate for these gift cards basically to their team members so a lot of times at the end of busy season you'll get them from your managers and senior managers it's kind of like a thank you after busy season but it's kind of funny because it's so nominal when you think about how much overtime you're working and it's just like here's a 100 dollars gift card thanks <laughs> so it's just like um okay but i'm gonna i'm not gonna be negative about it i'm thankful for it because i was able to get us a twin day bed with the gift cards so we love that and i'm really excited because it's i don't know it just made this house feel more like a home because this room has just felt so obviously office since it's where i work but i feel so happy now knowing that people have like a comfortable place to sleep and their own room to stay in when they come and visit so I'm really excited about that and I was just really thankful for a home too because I was thinking earlier about how about a year ago a little less than a year ago we were starting to look at houses and kind of thinking about what we were doing because we moved in um, October and it really was just a super stressful process especially because I was going through busy season as we were looking at the last few homes and going through the closing process and everything it was just very chaotic and I had also just gotten engaged during all of that it was just a very insanely expensive and chaotic time but with all of that being said I am just so thankful for our home and I am so thankful we don't have to pack up things and move because I've moved every single year since my freshman year of college I guess you could really say since my senior year of high school, since I moved my, after my senior year of high school for my freshman year of college. So I am very thankful to be staying put for the first time in so long, literally in like seven years. And it's just something I'm very thankful for. So I wanted to express gratitude for that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So I first wanted to kind of just, I guess, go over the things that I feel as though... I have really stuck to so far in 2023 that were on my goals list for 2023 and just kind of briefly touch on them. I'm not going through my whole list, but I feel that I've done a really good job of prioritizing eating lunch daily. I know that was something so random and weird and small to add to my goals list for the year, but I used to just be so bad about making time for lunch and actually eating a nutritious meal for lunch or even two smaller meals just around lunchtime, whatever it was. I've been really good about that because we've been meal prepping our lunches for about a month now. And it's a lot of work, but it makes life a lot easier during the week um, at lunchtime, of course. And the next thing that I feel like I've done a really good job with is an intuitive fitness routine. I've still been going the F45 and I am very, I just love it so much. And sometimes I try and tell myself, 
oh, I don't, you know, really think I, sh- I shouldn't be doing F45 every single week because I hear people online say I shouldn't be doing something that intense all the time as a woman. But honestly, I just follow my intuition. And some days I do feel really fatigued. And on those days, I just decide not to go and I'll go on a walk or something instead. But then other days I may feel really tired. And for example, yesterday on Friday, I was really, really tired and just really didn't feel like I had a lot of energy. But I told myself, I was like, if I go to a workout class, I'm going to feel energized after from the endorphin. So I ended up going that 45 and I'm so glad I did because I really got so much work done in the afternoon after I went because it really restarted my day because I was feeling so lethargic and just bleh all morning. So it really reset my day. And there was a part of me in my brain that was sitting there telling myself, oh, you shouldn't go because, you know, it's the week before your period. You should do something more gentle, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, no, I feel like this is what I need to, you know, give me the energy I need to get through the rest of my day. And it's exactly what I needed. So really just listening to my own body instead of, you know, trying to align with what I hear online and everything. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that stuff is false because I absolutely do think there's truth in that. It's just, I try to listen to my own body first and then consider those things rather than the other way around. So I feel like I've done a really good job of prioritizing an intuitive fitness routine and I am still loving F45 and that's all what my the word intuitive was about is going to the workout classes that I feel motivated to go to that I enjoy going to and I've really been enjoying them still so still doing that and it's been really great and the next thing that I feel like I've done a really good job with is setting and enforcing work boundaries this one's been really really hard for me because there have been several instances where I have felt taken advantage of at work and not really I haven't felt valued, I guess you could say. And I'm like getting, ew, I'm about to start my period. And I'm literally like getting teary-eyed right now. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't want my job to make me, to affect me like this. Anyways, don't know why this was happening. Sorry, I'm just a little bit of a emotional chum bucket this week. Because <laughs> my period's about to start. But I have been doing good at this. But it's been very hard because I have had multiple instances come up. And one came up pretty recently where I just really felt like it took way too much for my no to be listened to and heard and I didn't like that I was like me like considering me and considering it's my schedule and everything I think that if I say I don't have capacity for something that should be honored and there shouldn't be a lot of pushback with that but there was so much pushback that other people also got involved and I hated that it made me so uncomfortable because I hated all of the confrontation of all of it but ultimately it was just a situation where something was added to my schedule that I was not told about or asked about and it was going to put me at overtime like in the 55 plus hour range basically through the rest of the summer and through the fall with maybe two weeks being like 45 hours and I was so not happy about it and it was put on my schedule I was on vacation too which also just you know was not something fun to come back to after vacation and if I've seemed very down in the last couple of episodes it's probably because I had a lot of anxiety about that happening at work but it finally was removed off my schedule but it took so much pushback to get it off I was just like there's literally no way I can manage all of that, especially with having to finish these learnings and everything too. And 
I was like, guys, this is the time that I'm supposed to be using outside of my 40 hours to be planning a wedding, and that's going to make that literally impossible for me. So what do you want me to do type of thing? And I don't even know if I should be sharing all of this, but whatever I am. And ultimately, I'm proud of myself for saying no, because the me a year ago would have been like, yeah, sure. And like, just let people walk all over me. You know what I mean? So I hated the whole process of that. It made me very uncomfortable, but I've done a good job, I feel like, of setting and enforcing work boundaries. And I've been better about it too with like recruiting events, because last year I said yes to everything I was asked about for recruiting. And this year I've been asked to do so much this summer and I am actually like the recruiting lead for tax for the University of Texas and not like on the talent side, obviously just on the tax side. Um, So basically I work with the talent team to, you know, coordinate things and everything during recruiting season, during busy season, which is so fun. Um, But I've been asked to do so much for other schools this summer and I'm just like I just spent so much time doing this for another school like I can't but that's the thing there's so few people that do it that they just rely on the same group of people to help out with these things and it's like I do help out when I can but it's like I'm like it's summer and I'm actually I've been pretty busy and also I you know just had an intern start and I'm like I cannot be doing all of this especially because some of the things were like having a dinner on Sunday night with you know candidates and I was like what no I can't do that (laughs) so just saying no has been hard in ways but I am proud of myself for setting those boundaries and honoring them with myself and the next goal that I achieved is becoming a CPA and while I am proud of myself for it um I've talked about this in therapy and I've also talked about this on my episode. It is something that I sit here and say, I am proud of myself for it, but I don't feel proud of myself because it's not something that I truly care about because I force myself to care about it. And now I have it and I put all my blood, sweat and tears into it. And now I'm like, oh, this is the very thing that is the bane of my existence now because it's not, as of right now, it's just not what I feel like I want to be doing. But it is what it is. Um, We got to work. We got to survive in this world. And that is how I survive. So it's it's taken a lot off of me. So it's kind of counterintuitive because I'm like, this is what I'm doing to survive, to pay my bills and everything. But at the same time, it's killing my insides and my happiness. But we're fine. We're fine. We're getting through it, guys. And honestly, that's just me being a little bit dramatic. It's I could be so much worse. I am so thankful. I work with incredible people. I have the best teams. I know I just totally dogged on situations that happened but the fact that I have people who are advocating me advocating for me says a lot um and were supporting me through that says a lot even though it wasn't necessarily a universal thing but it was mainly because people just wanted me to be on that engagement with them is why there was pushback so anyways all that being said I'm thankful because I do work with incredible people I have great teams my overtime could be so much worse than it is and I'm very thankful so I am just being a little bit cynical, so sorry about it. But those are the things that were on my 2023 goals list that I really feel like I have done a good job of. So with that, the things that are the main focus for the rest of the year. This is the number one thing. If you're going to be doing a mid-year reset, this is what you want to start with. What is your main focus the rest of the year? You know, go through your goal list that you had going into 2023 and take a look at it. Maybe check off the things that you have already achieved and maybe star the things that you care about a lot that you want to prioritize the rest of the year 
and then maybe just highlight the things that you have done really well throughout the year already and you want to continue doing well and then cross out anything that you're just like you know what this just isn't going to be a priority this year and it's totally okay to let go of that just because you put it on paper six months ago doesn't mean you have to commit to it you know forever and the rest of this year you can let go of it and nobody's holding you to it so it's fine which it's hard for me to do that but I had to do it with some of my stuff I was like there's no way I can manage all of this on top of everything else so I wanted to share the main focuses for the rest of the year with me or for me so the first thing is working with dream brands and getting creative with the content I create and I say this because I have been putting in a little bit more effort with creating content lately which I'm sure if you follow me on social media you've probably noticed I post a lot more on Instagram than I used to just a lot more active and really just trying to find my voice on social media and really just create recreate my brand after being such a strong college focused girly and it's been a hard journey but really just trying to get creative with what I create and be more intentional and not just you know go through the motions with creating content and something I've noticed lately is the way creating content used to be as an influencer before TikTok was a thing it's the best thing the best way I can describe it is effortless and what I mean by this is you could just pick up your camera and just do the bare minimum and it was good content I felt like as long as you know your lifestyle was appealing to somebody so as a college student I just you know carried my camera around with me day to day because my life was interesting as a college student to other college students or people who are going to be going to college But once TikTok came into the picture, what happened is everything got very saturated. So effortless was no longer how being an influencer and content creator was. And the reason why is because as the everybody, you know, started flooding the content creation and influencing space, that's when things start to just become redundant. You're seeing the same thing from a lot of different people. So what do you do to differentiate and be a good content creator? You can no longer just put in the bare minimum and it just be like an effortless situation. And that might sound really superficial, but y'all, I'm being honest. Like five years ago, being a content creator influencer, it was so effortless. You didn't really have to think outside of the box for creating content. I mean, there were people who did and went above and beyond and it absolutely paid off for them and it's just it's totally okay to do either it's just that you could be successful with it with being effortless at the same time whereas now it's like you you cannot do the bare minimum and you have to you know differentiate yourself you have to think outside of the box you have to put extra effort into what you do because there are so many people doing it so with that being said I don't want to just be another person on the internet taking up space. I want to provide as much value as possible and be as authentic as possible. So keeping that in mind, just getting creative with the content I create, both with my just actual organic content and with the brand deals that I shoot and everything. I never want it to be, or I don't want it to be that effortless type of thing where it's like, oh, I'm just doing the bare minimum to shoot this brand deal or I'm just you know, doing the bare minimum in terms of the content I share that, you know, takes the least amount of time or the least amount of effort, which it's been hard for me because it's required a lot more commitment of my own time and I don't have a lot of free time to commit to all of this, but it 
it's good because it's been, you know, making me feel more inspired and I've been able to get out of creative ruts and just feel more creative. And I feel like I just feel a lot more proud of the content I create and the work I create when um, I'm working with brands and stuff, when I, you know, really just go that extra step to create content. And the next focus for the rest of the year is to get out of my comfort zone. And what I mean by this is I mean a lot of things with this and I'm not going to dive too deeply into this, but mainly with my social life and just with taking action and making decisions. I really want to stop waiting until I'm ready or I feel ready to do things or to decide on things. I just want to get better about making decisions and taking action on things and stop waiting until the perfect moment or until the perfect feeling to do things. And basically a way to summarize that is getting out of my comfort zone because the comfortable thing for me to do is to, you know, completely dissect everything and then overanalyze the living crap out of it until I've basically crushed it into pulp and then wait until I feel a certain way or I have a certain amount of knowledge or I feel ready, whatever it is, and then I make a decision, then I act, whatever. And that's the comfortable thing for me. So getting out of my comfort zone is just, you know, making decisions more quickly, not sitting in there and breaking apart and analyzing everything before I make a decision. And with my social life, what I mean is just doing more things like, you know, maybe making small talk with somebody in a workout class that I'm in or trying and going to a book club or something like that where I can, you know, get out of my shell and meet more people because I've been isolating myself inadvertently and I need to stop. And I have, like I've said in many episodes recently, I have lived in Houston for two years and I need to just, you know get out of my little bubble and make a little bit more of an effort to meet other people. And then the next thing I want to prioritize is taking more breaks when I need to. And I mean this in two ways, which basically means as a consumer of content, I want to take more breaks. So meaning I want to take more social media detoxes and stuff. I have felt very, very impacted by what I consume on social media lately. I've been very susceptible to falling into comparison, which I talked all about in last week's episode. And I want to be better about just, you know, taking those detox days where I'm not getting on social media at all or detoxing myself from certain creators if they're just, I'm just not in a place where I can consume their content. And then I also mean taking breaks when I need to as just a sort of working situation in general. If I need to take a week off from the podcast, like doing it with no guilt attached, same thing with YouTube. If I need to take off a week from YouTube, doing it with no guilt attached, If I, you know, need to take a day off from work one day just to, you know, breathe, doing that if I can, as long as my schedule permits. It's a little hard to do that on a whim, but, you know, just planning for it, I guess. So definitely want to be better about that because I've been feeling really burnt out lately. And then last but not least, or wait, two more things. I want to enjoy being a fiance because... I have six months left of being a fiance and y'all when I think about how fast January to June flew by and I just know June to December is going to be even more quick just because of the holidays and everything and because of a bachelorette trip and all the stuff like that I cannot believe it so I really want to enjoy it because I think that I have been hating it a lot so far and not because of anything to do with like my fiance obviously it's been more so of just like the stress of 
planning things on top of my jobs and you know on top of just trying to balance everything and I want to do my best to just enjoy the next six months and I know what you're probably thinking how can you enjoy it when it just is going to be even more stressful the next six months because now it's like a lot of things are happening and you know a lot of things are being brought to life and it's a lot more decisions are being made and I'm having to be a lot more proactive about doing certain things and all that so I know y'all are probably like uh what but what I mean by enjoy being a fiance I just want to romanticize it I want to wear white um, as much as I can. I want to go on little dates with my fiance as much as I can, even if it's just going and grabbing a coffee or going on a walk or something and just celebrating the season of being engaged together and making the most of it as much as I can and romanticizing it because I truly just feel like I haven't much in the other, the whole other nine months of our engagement. And the last thing I want to prioritize the rest of 2023 is to just be more positive and I hate saying this because it just sounds so cheesy and cliche, but I really feel like I struggle with my content sometimes because I, if I'm in a negative place, it's really hard for me to find that line between, you know, being real and being too negative and pessimistic. And I've had people give feedback on my YouTube videos and things saying that, you know, I'm just too negative and whatever, but I truly don't I don't know I feel like a lot of people who say that they're only focusing on the negative things I'm saying because I often make it a intention to be positive in my videos because I know that if I don't make that an intention it will be just basically you know relatively negative a lot of the times because I'm just not in the best place mentally so with that being said I just want to be as positive as I can but finding that balance with being real and being positive where it's not like I'm you know, not being real because I'm being too positive and it's fake. But then I also don't want to be so real that it's just, you know, like too real and brings others down, I guess. So finding a balance with that. So now we can get into how you can sort of plan out your mid-year reset, which I basically already told y'all what to start with. And then I went through all of my things that I started with and I'm going to tell y'all how to continue it. So I basically just wrote down in my journal what's working and what's not working. Two sections. I started off with what's working. And what I wanted to do with this is to basically look at my goal list that I had and then just really think of my day-to-day routine and what I do in my day-to-day life and bullet point things that I'm doing in my life that I really feel like are adding value, are making me happy, are really just contributing to the overall quality of my life. And I tried to pull things from my goal list with this but I also just tried to think of things that I really just you know maybe it wasn't on my goal list but I feel like it's a big part of my day-to-day life so for me what I had under my what's working section is meal prepping and prioritizing eating lunch like I've already said intuitive fitness routine like I've already said journaling in the mornings this is something I've picked up more recently I don't do it every morning but I have been a lot better about doing it I'd say I'm journaling right now two or three times a week and I'm feeling a lot better in terms of not keeping things bottled up. So that's something that's really been working for me and I feel like it's improved my quality of life in terms of my emotions and my emotional health. And the next thing is morning workouts. I went through a little phase where I was working out later in the day, like 5.30, 6.30 recently. And it wasn't like an everyday situation. It was really just for a few weeks. I was doing, you know, probably half of my workouts during the week in the morning and then half in the evening. And it was really throwing me off. 
And I think it was really affecting my sleep and stuff too because my body was just really confused because I was, you know, probably getting these endorphin rushes at different times of day isn't probably the best thing for falling asleep and having a consistent sleep routine. So I recently just really honestly, I guess it's been the last two weeks I've been doing morning workouts, like 6.30 a.m. classes, which when my provision starts first week of July, I'm going to have to do 5.30 because during my provision, the other thing that sucks about it, I have to start work at 7.45 and I'm pretty much like working until 6, I would say. But there are lulls throughout the day where I can't not work. Like I have to be available but and I'm like still at my computer and everything but I may not have anything to do for like an hour or two hours or something because you have to wait on things and it's really rough for my routine because it really just blocks off my entire day and then if something were to happen at like 8 p.m at night I would need to be able to tend to it basically right then so it's pretty intense but the thing is is it only lasts like two weeks and then it's over so It's like a two-week little spurt, and that's how a lot of provisions are. Some carry on longer than that. Some are shorter, but mine specifically is really only busy for two weeks, and out of the two weeks, it's really like five or six business days that are really busy, and the others are pretty normal. So with that being said, I'm going to have to push it even earlier to 5.30 workouts because with 6.30, I just feel like it would be really chaotic if I'm getting out of a workout class at 7.15 and having to get online by 7.45, I just feel like I might would be a little bit too rushed in that 30 minutes because I would have to, you know, get home and I probably won't have time to shower. I'd have to walk my dog and there's just, there literally isn't time to do that. So that just simply would not work. So morning workouts, I feel though, have really been helping me. I just love them because basically I'll go early and then I come home and I have like an hour and a half, sometimes longer if I want to get on later at like 9 a.m., but I usually like to get on between 8 and 8.30 but I'll usually have, you know, an hour, hour and a half, depending on when I get online to just take the morning slow. And it's like, not only am I taking the morning slow, I've already worked out. So I'm creating so much time for myself in the mornings by doing that, because I find that in the evenings, I just don't have as much energy when I'm working out. And I feel a lot more fatigued and lethargic during the workout for some reason. So, and it's really weird because it hasn't always been this way. I used to be the opposite and I was the other way around, but I've really been enjoying it in the morning lately. So that's been working for me reading before bed has really been working for me that's such a habit I'm in right now I read so much during the summer I have been flying through books recently I finished um same time next summer this past weekend I literally started on Saturday and finished it I think Tuesday morning and oh my gosh it's seriously it might be my favorite book I've read but it's hard to compare it to like the Akhtar series because the Akhtar series is like my, probably one of my favorite things ever, but it's they're just not comparable. So they can they can share the throne for favorites. But I, and I know a lot of people aren't really going to feel as strongly as I did about same time next summer, but I just resonated with so much in it with the setting being at the beach and there was surfing in it and the way the girl was just sort of this control freak. But I because I wouldn't identify myself as a control freak but the older I get the more I realize I do a lot of things for the sake of trying to feel and control like it's a subconscious thing that I do and I guess that is the definition of being a control freak like I'm not somebody who needs to have control of plans and other people like what other people are doing it's more so of like my own life I do so many things just to prioritize safety and I've talked about that a lot and the girl main character in the book was the same way she did so much to 
make her life as predictable as possible and that's kind of like something I suffer with so I really resonated with that and I just absolutely fell in love with the style of the author's writing and now I'm reading her other book Nora Goes Off Script so I've absolutely been loving reading and reading before bed really works for me because it really just helps you know separate my work day from going to sleep and it helps me fall asleep and the next thing that's working is unfollowing or muting people who lead me down the comparison rabbit hole so that's been really helpful for me I've I used to just feel bad when I would unfollow people but now I'm just kind of like whatever dude like I half the time they don't even follow me back because it's usually influencers that I follow that just start to make me feel like crap about myself and like I've said many times before it's not a them problem it's a me problem and I would feel bad about doing it I'm like they don't even follow me half the time so it's like why it's not like they're gonna notice but really just unfollowing and muting people who I just find I tend to compare myself to often and it's just been a lot better for my mental health and then the next thing is getting vitamin d as much as possible especially during the summer when we have more daylight every weekend i've been going to the pool and reading and just laying out there for an hour i usually can't last long longer than an hour because it's so hot but it really works and then what's not working these are the things that i put for my what's not working section the first thing is over committing and spreading myself too thin over too many things and i had this epiphany earlier today when i was journaling and I realized that I, this is something I'm definitely talking about in therapy this week. I'm finally going back to therapy this week for the first time since March. Hallelujah. Your girl needs it. Um, I don't really know why I took a hiatus. It was very unintentional, but it happened. And I was journaling just talking about how frustrating it is to feel like I'm, you know, for lack of a better phrase, working my ass off and running myself into the ground for everything and feeling like I'm not getting anything out of it. But even worse, looking at other people's lives online and, you know, just feeling like I am working so freaking hard and just not getting the same in return as what other people are getting for. And I sit here and I like to think I know how hard they're working, but do I? No, not necessarily. I don't know how hard everybody's working because social media is just a highlight reel. So it is very, it's like this toxic thing I've had in my head. And I'm trying to just stop thinking of things that way. But I was getting just so hard on myself recently because I was like, I feel like I'm just, you know, grinding myself into the ground in so many areas of my life and not getting anything out of it but then I had an epiphany and I was like Abby you're freaking stupid are you really expecting like a hundred percent returns out of eight things that you're giving 15 percent to what no like that's not how the math works like make it make sense Abby and I had that realization and you know I feel so overworked and so burnt out because I'm spreading myself thin across so many different things. But I sit there and I tell myself, oh, since I'm constantly working all the time and I'm working so hard, that means that I should, you know, be getting a lot from it and getting a lot out of it. And since I wasn't seeing anything, I was just getting so frustrated because I was like, what am I, like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And the thing is, is I'm not doing all this work to necessarily get things out of it. And the fact that I'm even falling into that mindset just shows that I'm just not in a good place mentally because the second that it becomes about that, that's when I need to, you know, reevaluate things. And once I realized, okay, the reason why you're not seeing the results you want from anything is because you're literally only able to give, you know, a little bit of yourself to so many different things. And it's ridiculous of you to put those expectations on yourself of, you know, having really great returns from all of this time and work you put in when 
you know, you're really not able to give that much when you really look at it from a bigger picture perspective. So I don't know, it was a little bit of an epiphany I had. It was humbling and makes me uncomfortable to say the least. And then what's not working, another thing is our current cleaning schedule and situation, which I'll get into more later. Um, Isolating to get more done is another thing. Like I said earlier, like isolating with my social life, I've just been, you know, on the weekends, I'm like, oh, nope, my social battery is empty. Sorry. And I'm like, okay, what? No, you haven't seen anybody all week. You've literally been staying at your computer working every day. And I sit there and say, I, okay, I sit here and I say that I say that, but nobody's asking me to do anything at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's like, I tell myself I don't have the energy to do things socially, but really it's just because I'm over committing and I am trying to get more done. Like on the weekends, I'm trying to cram in a lot of wedding planning stuff and then that exhausts me. And the little bit of free time I do have, I just want to lay horizontally and read. So that's how it is. And the other things that are not working is just my current, just like social life or lack thereof. Um, and I I don't want this to come off in a complainy way. I just really feel like I'm not putting what I should be into it. And that's all I mean by it. And the next things are my mindset with money and my mindset with working and productivity, which I just touched on. And my current spiritual situation, I guess you could say. I really feel at such a weird place because I grew up Christian and I am a Christian. I believe in God, but the modern day church, I just don't align with in terms of a lot of the just values and political stances, I guess you could say. I really struggle with that. And I also have just been hurt by churches in the past in ways. And I feel like it's impacted me and I just haven't ever really thought about it or unpacked it. And it's hard. It's hard to navigate, but I feel that that's something that's not really working because I definitely feel way more at peace when I'm taking time to, you know, practice gratitude and be thankful to God for all of the many blessings in my life. And when I take time to pray and when I put, you know, my trust sort of in God's hands and stuff, I just feel way more at peace. But I haven't been as good about doing those things. And I, it's just this weird conflict. And that's just me being completely honest and I struggle with you know returning to a church somewhere just because it's hard to you know just go when you've been hurt by churches in the past but then also it's hard to when you don't really feel like you're on the same page as I don't know I don't know how to even say a lot of it um so I'm just not going to say any more about it but I just feel like I've tried to keep it such a personal thing like just kept it to myself for so long but and I didn't really know how to word that so I just put my current spiritual situation as things that are not working like it's something I want to lean more into because I find that it does provide me with more peace I find that the more I lean into worldly things and that sort of thing I can truly feel the the, uh, like a spiritual disconnect where I feel more disturbed and I don't feel as at rest. So that's kind of why I wanted to say all of that. And what's not working, my social media presence slash brand. And this is more so of 
looking back at the last six months. I feel like right now I'm kind of getting in a good spot with it, but I want to be continuing down the path of creating, you know, as authentic content as possible, being myself and really just finding my my pillars that I want to focus on in social media and just really, you know, defining my brand and putting more effort into my content. And the last thing that's not working, my self-limiting beliefs and doubts. I've been struggling with that a lot recently too. So once you've made your what's working and what's not working list, you're going to make a more of and less of list for the rest of 2023. And this is basically things that you want to do more of for the rest of 2023 and things you want to do less of. So super simple because you can basically take what's working and what's not working and you're taking those ideas of things that, because you know how a lot of the things I said were sort of habits or they weren't necessarily tangible things like my mindset or something so the more of and less of is where you start adding in the tangible action items for you to have more of what's working and have less of what's not working basically so for more of the rest of 2023 i obviously put journaling making plans even if it's outside of my comfort zone so that obviously factors into my social life that I thought wasn't working or think isn't working, saying no, dressing in what I feel best in. I put that because on my 2023 goals, y'all know I had basically just finding my style and dressing authentic to me. And just an example of this, dressing what I feel best in. The other night, my fiance and I, we went to a Rockets, um, the Rockets draft party. I was invited by Credit Karma and I'm so thankful. It was so much fun and so amazing. And I literally just wore one of his jerseys and like these black jeans and my white platform faux leather Converse. And I felt so good in the outfit because it just felt very me. But at the same time, I was sitting there telling myself like, no, I should probably be like dressed a little bit nicer or, you know, I shouldn't wear Converse to this. And I was trying to talk myself out of it and even changed outfits a couple of times. And Griffin was like, no, go back to like the jeans and the jersey and Converse. Like that's, that's the outfit. And I ended up feeling so good in it, just like wearing it. And it just feels so good to just wear what you feel best in rather than, you know, trying to put something else on because you've talked yourself out of what you feel best in. And then I have following my intuition, getting creative with putting more effort into sponsorships. I have social media detoxes, reading, slow mornings, going on walks and therapy because I haven't been going to therapy a lot in 2023. I've probably only had three sessions all year and then being intentional with my time and then I have cleaning each day because like I said my earlier my current cleaning schedule or my I should say my fiance and I's current cleaning schedule is just not working because we basically just wait until we have the time to do everything on one day over the weekend and it's so overwhelming because it takes up an entire day basically and I hate that because it's exhausting and I'm literally right after I record this episode I'm going I'm running to Pinterest and I'm going to look up cleaning daily cleaning schedule for busy people and I am going to print that thing and I'm going to put it on my fridge and I'm going to do my darn best to follow it and I think that if my fiance and I split it up and we do like I have Monday Wednesday Friday and he has Tuesday Thursday Saturday or something I think that would be so much better and we would have much more tidy and clean of a place and I don't really think our place ever gets you know so so bad sometimes it does but what happens for me is is like the visual clutter and when things are just out of place and all over the place it starts to make me feel really overwhelmed and anxious so I need to 
obviously to mitigate that I need to do something about it and something I think that we can do is get ourselves in the habit of having a little bit of a cleaning each day type of situation I don't like the idea of it because then it feels like you're never really resting from cleaning but it's like if you're only doing 30 minutes to an hour a day if that I feel like it just feels a lot less of a big thing than it actually is when you do it all at once and then I have affirmations and gratitude which that will help with being more positive and um, I think also just the more I express gratitude the less I dwell on things that I feel I don't have and the less I fall into that scarcity based mindset so that was everything I had on my more of list and then on my less of list I have doom scrolling I really want to kind of have a scheduled social media plan so basically what I mean by this is have, you know, maybe 30 minutes a day, maybe 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes of the, in the evening where I let myself just sit on social media, like guilt-free. Maybe I do 30 minutes to start out or something. I don't know. But I think that that could be helpful if I just block it off so that I'm not just picking it up out of habit and looking at it. I really want to break the habit of just getting on my phone and opening up social media because I do it far too often. And I feel like it's this response I have because I just can't be still I always have to be working on something and I think sometimes I feel like getting on social media makes me feel occupied because I don't know how to rest and I need to figure that out so and then I have less of working on weekends I don't really know how I'm going to make this work because right now it's literally the only way I can film the brand deals I need to film and everything and I used to be really good about recording the podcast during the week and like at night and then you know just editing during the weeknights and now it's like I feel like I'm doing my podcast planning editing all of my video editing and filming all of my brand deals all on the weekend and it's been taking up a ton of time on my weekends which I don't hate it because it's all stuff I enjoy doing but I recognize that it is making me feel like I am working a lot more because I'm doing instead of a it's just like the cleaning situation I'm doing marathons of work rather than you know little sprints each day so I want to get back to the little sprints with planning the podcast and with editing and things like that and I put less of taking social media too seriously and what I mean by this is sometimes I'll just overthink with the content I'm creating and really I find that some of my best content is when I just sort of do something in the moment and it sort of isn't something that I sat there and overanalyzed for forever so I really want to lean more into the authenticity of social media by not taking it too seriously and then I have waiting until I'm ready for less of which I already talked about less self-doubt less ruminating over things I can't change or have the ability to change but haven't made an effort to change because this is something that I definitely do a lot and then doing things for the sake of it being a trend or doing a trend on YouTube, TikTok, whatever, just for views. And I also want to say that the same goes for spending and what I spend my money on. So a lot of times I'll see people, you know, post on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and I'll see people's content do really well. But a lot of times what it is, is it's things that revolve around spending money it's like a haul it's an amazon haul it's a summer vacation clothing haul and then i tell myself oh in order to get the same you know amount of engaging comments and the same interaction i need to do that and then i am out two hundred dollars from buying stuff and the video flops 
And what do I learn? Don't do things just because it's a trend or just because it works for other people. You know, stay true to you. And I'm somebody I really, I love doing little hauls here and there, but I'm just not somebody that like buys things all the time. So it would be so inauthentic for me to even do that in the first place. And I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it because I don't, I like literally get self-conscious posting on my Instagram stories sometimes because I don't ever want it to feel like I'm shoving product or shoving things down people's throats because I think it was I think like yeah it was yesterday I noticed my cowboy boots that I have my only pair they're from free people and I bought them for myself for my 22nd birthday and I they're they're like 270 dollars so they're an expensive pair of boots right they're free people Jeffrey Campbell whatever well Urban Outfitters also sells them and they were 50% off yesterday and I was like oh my gosh shaking in my boots literally that's insane because they, these boots, I've literally never seen them go on sale. And granted, it was like a neon green color, but then there was a tan color that was extremely close to the pair I have, and then like a pink color or something. So I posted them on my story, but then I also posted Liquid IV because they sent me PR in the mail. So I posted my coupon code for Liquid IV. And I had also posted a link to my Kindle or something that morning. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I linked three things today. I. And so wrong for this, and I just felt really convicted by it. And I'm like, okay, this is literally part of what I do. I need to not get so in my head about it. But basically, long story short, is you know, just being better and not buying into trends so easily and not following them so closely, and really just staying as true to me as I can with my content and even in my real life, like with buying clothes, like I said, just because a certain swimsuit style or a certain top for the summer is trending doesn't mean I have to have it and looking at my closet and going through my closet this past week at all the things I bought because they were trending that I never even ended up wearing that should be enough in and of itself to convince me to not you know keep doing that and buying into things just because they're popular at the time because chances are they're going to be out before I know it and I'm not going to care about them and then after I did all of that I did some month my month goals for the rest of the year but you're probably like, holy cow, Abby, this is a lot. My hand's going to hurt. Okay, let me say this. I am only going to share the next two months, month my month goals, because my intention when I was writing this all out yesterday, I was like, I'm going to have a July section, August section, and then for the rest of the year, September, October, whatever. And I was planning on basically taking one of the things from my more of section or my what's working section and then like from my 2023 goals list and sort of just drag and dropping them into a month and having like three or four things to focus on a month. But then I got really overwhelmed when I started thinking about trying to plan out the next six months of my life. And I was like, that just sounds a little daunting. So I was like, you know what, let's just do July and August because that sounds a little bit better. So I encourage you to do the same thing um, because I'm trying to follow my intuition, which was one of my literal goals for 2023 was to listen to my intuition more and follow my gut. And my gut was telling me, Abby, if you sit here and you try to plan out the next six months of your life, you're probably going to have a panic attack from the amount of stress it's going to cause you for how much is going on the rest of the year and how little time you have to devote to little goals you have because your life is consumed by work and your wedding right now. So I was like, you know what, let's just focus on July and August so I don't have a self-induced panic attack. So I just focus on two months and that's totally okay if you only can do next week just do next week if you can do the next 10 months do the next 10 months do what works for you listen to your intuition and basically this is just helpful because 
it really helps you look you can look at everything that you just wrote out with your more of and less of list and then your 2023 goals and you can really just focus on specific things each month and I think that being able to do this halfway through the year is so good because in January it's not like you're going to sit there and plan out like every single month the rest of the year but when you're in June you can kind of be like okay this is what's worked so far this year based on the goals I set what do I want to prioritize the rest of the year and what do I need to do in order to prioritize those things the rest of the year and then you can put your little actionable steps that you're going to focus on each month in order to achieve those things whether it's you know just prioritizing certain things or achieving certain goals whatever it is so for July I kind of put all of the wedding things that I need to do in July, which is reserve linens, order invitations, take my dress to get altered, get my wedding shoes, figure out our wedding cake, and then finalize our floor plan and at least get a draft timeline. So that was a lot of things, a lot of things. And on top of that, I have a friend coming in town one weekend. My parents are going to be in town one weekend. I have my provision at the beginning of the month. So it's going to be a lot, but I think a lot of the wedding stuff will be done or I'll have time to wrap up loose ends for it when I take my holiday break at the end of July instead when I defer it. So that's all my wedding related things. But the one thing that I'm going to focus on in July that I pulled from my goals is a no spend week. And I had originally put a no spend month, I think, on my 2023 goals, which that was a little ambitious considering I've literally never done a no spend week before. And also a little ambitious given the fact that I'm quite literally getting married and I feel like I'm just burning holes in my pockets at this point with spending money on things for the wedding. So with that being said, I was like, you know what, July is probably the best month for me to do a no spend because it won't be the holidays. It won't be close to my bachelorette trip. It's really the perfect time because I'll be really busy with work at the beginning of July. So I can focus on one of those busier weeks to try out a no spend week. And I really want to vlog how it goes and everything and vlog the process. So I plucked that from my goals and I put that as a focus item for July. And I planned what I'm going to do it. You can go as far as planning like what day, what week you're going to plan things. Or you can just stick them under that month category and do them as you feel ready. Or I don't really want to say as you feel ready because I know I've talked about (laughs) leaning away from that. But doing them when you feel you can, I guess. And when it works for you and your schedule. And then I have one social media detox day for July Um, preferably on a weekend day because I feel like I'm the worst about it on the weekend since I'm not on it as often during the week. And then I want to start the cleaning schedule. And I think choosing three little things to focus on is the best way to do it. So those are the three things that I'm focusing on for July. And then for August, I have wedding stuff that I need to do in August, which basically I think the only thing I put is to finalize bridesmaid dresses, like what colors and everything and because I'm torn between two different things that are pretty similar right now so figuring that out and then August I put doing something social outside of my comfort zone so what I think I want to do for this is I want to try and find a local book club and I want to go to it and maybe I don't do that maybe I end up doing something else like meeting somebody new um through something I don't know what and getting a drink with them or going to get coffee with them whatever And then I also put one social media detox a day because, or detox day, just like I did for July, because I think that that's something that I can do every month the rest of the year and benefit from it. So that is what I have for July and August. Oh, and also reshooting my podcast cover. That's something that I've really wanted to do lately, 
but I'm a little torn with it because I was going to get a photographer to do it, but I don't have $500 to dish out to do like a session with somebody with. And it's really not 500, it's probably like 400, but still don't want $400 to do that. But I need to be spending all my money or wedding stuff basically is how that translates. But I want to do that in either July or August when I have time. Um, and I really, really want to do that because I just want something that embodies my current self and the podcast better because I feel like my podcast cover right now is just, you know, it's the college me or it was right after I finished college and it just feels young and I, it was such a, I've told you all the story about it and literally Griffin took my podcast cover and Griffin's my fiance if you didn't know. So it was a chaotic situation. It was quite literally, I think a few days before we moved away from Tuscaloosa and the sun was setting it had just poured down rain it was the only way we could do it and we were running out of time and we made it work i went to town in lightroom editing the picture to make it work because the original was literally so dark and i had to make it look intentionally super vintage and grainy but it actually ended up working out pretty well i think we did a good job given the circumstances and what we had but i really want to reshoot it to be something bright and airy and maybe a little professional but not too professional and a little like I don't know I don't know just more me I guess so we will see what happens with that but that is definitely a priority for July or August depending on when I can fit it in so we'll see what happens but that is how I did my mid-year reset and I hope you all enjoyed this episode I know that a lot of these things are things that y'all have already heard me talk about I apologize if any of it was redundant but I really just wanted to you know, go through as much as I could and be as raw and real as possible. And I know that some of this stuff you're probably like, oh my gosh, Abby, you talk about this all the time. Or maybe you think it's, you know, weird. I don't know, but I'm doing my best right now, just trying to take care of myself mentally. And I felt that I really needed to do a mid-year reset because I think that I got a little bit too tied up in my work over the last couple of months. And when I say that, I mean with my actual job and with like YouTube and podcasting and everything. And I need to, you know, be a little bit better about prioritizing other things. So I felt that it was necessary to sit down and get honest with myself about a lot of this. So y'all just got it straight from the pen and paper journal that I wrote it in. And I quite literally shared everything with y'all. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I hope it was helpful for you all and inspired you to, you know, reflect on the last six months and what things have been working for you, what things haven't been working for you and what you want to prioritize going forward and what you value and what steps and what habits and actions you can take and implement into your lifestyle that align with those values and those things that you prioritize. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram and follow me on Instagram as well if you want. It's just at abby.aslin and I also have a YouTube channel and I upload once a week there on Sundays or Mondays. So I hope y'all enjoyed the episode and I hope you enjoy your day or evening whenever you're listening to this and I will talk to you all next Monday.